and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Hump Day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I hope this day finds you well. It's one of those rare days. Rain here in the Valley of the Sun. I know, it, it hardly ever happens, but it happened... We were waiting all day. I, it was supposed to happen yesterday. It, it, it took its time. Uh, as I was telling people, it hung out at the beach in California a little longer. Got here uh, overnight. It was raining. It's not raining anymore, but we'll take what we can get. And, uh, you know, I was hoping for cold weather. I threatened yesterday I may wear pants. I don't think that's going to happen either. But nonetheless, a little rain in the valley all kinds of news you know what i wasn't even going to do the show today uh we still have plenty of material left from yesterday's show we'll get to that a little later but too many things happened uh that we need to talk about our toll-free number again 800-951-0592 the website at allamericangold.com all the videos the articles uh and it's a great one uh ramon's got a great uh, website up today with all kinds of interesting news uh, in articles, videos. We got YouTube, Facebook. Uh, what, what else? I'm missing some Twitter. Uh, not that we do a lot on there, but we post all of the the uh, the podcast and things of that nature uh, on all of those things. Uh, the medals program, we're they're done. They're out. Matter of fact, everything's out. We have there's nothing left to do here. Uh, so get us busy. Give us a call, 800-951-0592. Uh, the big news of the day, there was, I guess, a big earthquake down near Cuba uh, and, and got everyone a little nervous. 7.6 was a pretty big one, uh, but uh, I don't think anything came up. There was no big tsunami or anything like that. But the big news of the day came out of China. We've been talking a lot about uh, the China getting ready to to start issuing contracts and doing settlements in their own currency today. Though uh, I, I guess I, last night there, today here, uh, the biggest news of all: uh, Beijing now saying we may be done with U.S. Treasury. Uh, sent everything. Uh, Topsy turvy. The the gold. We had a one day pullback in gold. That's gone. Uh, gold's uh, back above thirteen twenty. Well, uh, right at thirteen twenty, thirteen nineteen, thirteen twenty. Uh, as the Chinese are contemplating what they're going to do next, what are the ramifications for the United States? What does that really mean for us? What does that mean for the everyday person here in the U.S.? Uh, and, I, and I'm going to tell you right now, the bond market, uh, it looks like uh, the rates are, have really taken off 2.588, so let's just say 2.59 in this 260 level. I don't know if there's some big bugaboo about 260. If we break above 260, we're probably going to see 3%. Uh, but we'll go into detail, a lot more detail, about exactly what that is going to do uh, in the long term, because obviously it's going to happen now. If the Chinese are out in public, if they're out uh, in, in talking about what they want to do with their reserves, and we talk a lot about reserves lately, and every country has, 
reserves, and they normally hold these reserves in bonds. Nobody has a bigger reserve than the Chinese. Uh, they have over $3 trillion of currency reserves, and I think they're really just getting ready uh, to take their place. You know, yesterday we talked about the skyscraper, what I'll call the skyscraper index, and how China built 76 of them. We built 10. You know, the, the fact that uh, we, we want to say we're the largest economy in the world, right? And, and you'll hear... Uh, everybody, I don't say it because you know the, if you judge it in dollars, we are still the largest economy in the world. But if you actually judge it in stuff, which is probably the better judge, right? When you think about it, who consumes the most stuff would kind of lead you to believe that they're the the, the largest economy in the world. Uh, but that's just what devaluation does. Yes. We have the largest uh, GDP of the world in dollar terms at around, you know, somewhere between 19 to 20 trillion. Uh, but the Chinese consume way more stuff. Right? They build more buildings. They build more roads. They build more housing. They build more more skyscrapers. Right? They consume more things. Uh, and today. They, they kind of set the table for what is coming next. This is what I've been talking about. Obviously, I haven't done a good enough job in explaining it, but today, hopefully, uh, we're going to drive it home, and you, need to, you really need to pay attention. And, and these are things, these are huge decisions uh, th- that are happening right in front of our eyes. We have all of these Fed governors kind of running around in a little bit of panic mode. And, and today, Evan, Charles Evans came out and said, yeah, I don't want to raise rates. And now, with the Chinese announcement, it may not matter what the Federal Reserve wants. And, and of course, for me, the ultimate scary thing is when rates are rising, and I should say bond yields are rising, even though the Federal Reserve does not want them to uh, and we're going to break it all down for you. I'll cover it uh, in it, in its entirety. Bloomberg broke the article first uh, about what the Chinese are talking about. They have two different paths. So they here the, the the best case scenario for us is they're going to slow purchases of U.S. Treasuries. Worst case scenario, they're not going to buy anymore. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll talk about that next. It's not bombs or nuclear weapons or aircraft carriers or missiles or any of that stuff that really is going to be the war we need to worry about. It's going to be economically, and things just picked up. Uh, Bloomberg News. China adding now to bond investor jitters as traders braced for what they fear could be the end of a more than three-decade bull market in bonds. And this is really the end of it all. When you think about, and think about how this has played out long-term, okay? It's, It's really simple. The United States was a very very responsible fiscally responsible government for 200 years and 
Federal Reserve uh, about, you know, 120 years or so into it, we gave way to them. Uh, within within uh, 60 years, just under 60 years, uh, when Nixon closed the gold window in 71, we went full fiat, right? We, we gave the central bankers, the money changers, control. Which, when you read any of the writings of the founding fathers, this isn't even the ones that supported a central bank. This is not what they wanted. This is why the Constitution was written the way it is that they wanted the money to be gold and silver because it prevented this. And what it, what this am I talking about? It, it, it prevented twenty one trillion dollars of debt. You know, when you think about. Uh, all the way up till even 1981, and really 1971, the debt was 400 billion dollars. Okay? The the total debt of the country for 195 years was 400 billion. 300 billion of that was war debt, primarily World War II debt. In Right after World War II, we ran just as many budget surpluses as we did deficits uh, right up until we closed the gold window. You know, we used to be a nation that produced everything, right? We ran trade surpluses, not trade deficits. When did that change? The answer's pretty simple, right? when we decided to go full fiat floating currency. That's when it changed. Right? That's when everything really uh, took a turn for you know, what we perceived to be was the better. Right? Because you got to live beyond your means. And if you think about uh, the 1980s, right? the bond market, you know, 10-year notes were pushing 20%. They got down to, what, one and a half? And now the Chinese this morning have signaled the end. From here on out, we are going to pay for the debts that we we accumulated over these, you know, 30, 40 plus years. Senior government officials in Beijing reviewing the nation's foreign exchange holdings. Okay, and you know, just like anybody else, right? The Chinese got it. Okay, let's have a meeting. Let's talk about the, the our our debt holding, and and let's start making rent recommendations for what we need to do going forward. They've recommended two things. Slowing or halting purchases of U.S. Treasuries, according to people familiar with the matter. Of course, this is this is Bloomberg. It's been picked up by everybody. CNBC, uh, Reuters, AP. Uh, but Bloomberg was out with it, at least as far as I know, they were out with it first. The news comes as global debt markets were already selling off amid signs that central banks are starting to step back after years of bond-buying stimulus. 
right? The, the quantitative easings and all of that stuff. Yields on the 10-year Treasury rose for the fifth straight day, but today it really shot up today. And matter of fact, we've got a very interesting cycle again where we've got a rising 10-year note in a falling U.S. dollar. And this is one of the things that I've been saying is going to play out uh, probably here for the next, well, for the very much foreseeable future. I don't know how 10 years, maybe 20. I don't I don't know. Probably until we, we go to some form of crypto-type currency. Touching the highest levels since March, if it breaks 260, we will reach uh, years' highs. I don't know how many years, probably at least five-year highs, if not longer. Uh, and you think about it, it's almost laughable that 260 is, is such a scary number. China holds the world's largest foreign exchange reserve at over $3.1 trillion dollars. And it regularly assesses its strategy for investing them, just like anybody else. What isn't clear is whether the recommendations have been adopted. And I'm going to tell you right now, if they're talking about it publicly, they've already made their their mind up. It, it's kind of like our Federal Reserve. Same thing. Listen, we'll come out and we'll give you the lip service, but we already know what we're doing. Right? Don't think for one minute that the Chinese are that inept that, oh, you know what, today I woke up and, uh, I don't know, I'm going to propose that we stop buying U.S. Treasury. I've been talking about this for a while. Right? They, they were waiting for when it made sense, and now that yields are probably, looks like they're going to be skyrocketing. Think about, is it by accident that all of a sudden our Federal Reserve Governor started talking about a 4% inflation rate? Do you think the timing isn't tied together? You don't think the Chinese have been telling the United States, you know, backdoor, secretly, whatever you want to call it, through back channels, hey, get ready. We don't really need the dollar anymore. The market for U.S. government bonds is becoming less attractive relative to other assets. And trade tensions with the U.S. may provide a reason reason to, to slow or stop buying the debt. That's one of them, right? The Chinese are tired of it. Hey, listen, we're tired of hearing you cry and complain. It's not our fault you're $21 trillion in debt. It's not. Don't blame us for your problem. The thinking of these officials go, according to the people who asked not to be named, right? Well, you know, they want to stay alive. China's State Administration of Foreign Exchange said with the markets already dealing with supply indigestion, right? Now, remember, we have issued a trillion in almost a trillion and a half dollars of debt, somewhere between one and one and a half trillion dollars worth of debt every single year for, what, the last decade, right? And the number keeps growing. 
and growing and growing and growing, and all of that needs to be consumed. And now uh, the Federal Reserve is trying to reduce its balance sheet. So all of that new debt plus the debt that we already have that rolls over, now the plus the Federal Reserve trying to, to reduce its balance sheet, and, and all of a sudden now there's just so much of it out there, nobody wants it. Today's headlines will underscore concerns that fading global quantitative easing will triggering will trigger lasting upside pressure on developed market yields. And listen, that's a nice way of saying get ready for much, much higher rates here in the United States. In the Eurozone and in, in Japan, right? All of the all of what I'll call the major big debtor nations. The Chinese didn't specify what tensions would spur the cutbacks. And I don't know that there's going to be any. It just comes down to being practical. They're getting ready, what, next week or the week after to start issuing contracts to be closed in in their own currency, right? They want the rest of the world to add one to their foreign exchange. And so wouldn't it make sense for them to reduce other countries? And remember, what was it, last week I told you, which do you think it's going to be? Right? I mean, nobody really owns a lot of of China, Japanese won. No one owns a lot of pounds sterling or Canadian loony. Right. Sixty what three, sixty three, sixty four percent of all foreign exchanges in US dollars. It's in US bonds. That's where the most of it is going to come from. says that the strategies discussed in the review don't concern daily purchases and sales. Right? And again, this is kind of like when I talk about the gold price, I'm not really concerned. Daily. Is it, you know, the day-to-day price of gold, it's important, right? We got to tell you, you know, the spot price is this or the spot price is that. It's up this, it's down that. But what, really what you want to focus in on is what's the long-term trend going to be. And according to the officials, the long-term trend for the Chinese is to reduce the amount of U.S. treasuries that they're going to be holding. Whether that is by slowing down of treasury purchases, stopping the buying of U.S. treasuries. I mean, they. I guess there's actually a third scenario that's not brought up here. Flat-out selling. But even if they... Just slowing or stopping is catastrophic for us because they are the largest buyer. And we need to issue more debt than ever before at a time when all of a sudden the largest buyer is going to say, yeah, yeah. So that means you've got to pay more. 
get other nations to step in to buy. Said the officials recommended that the nations closely watch factors such as the outlook of supply. See, and now you get to it. The outlook of supply of U.S. government debt is the number one factor along with political developments, including trade disputes between the two economies when deciding whether to cut some treasury holdings. The U.S. Treasury market is a deep and robust market. This was our response. It's deep and robust. It better be deep because it's a lot of debt. And we are confident that our economy, with the economy strengthening, that it will remain a deep and robust market. According to the Undersecretary of, for International Re- uh, Affairs, uh, David Malpass, that was our response. The U.S. Treasury market's deep, it's robust, and we're confident that our economy, with its strengthening, will remain that way. I got news for you. You, you better think long and hard about that statement. We're going to talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Last December, the Justice Department released the shocking report that Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller blew through $6.7 million in just the first four and a half months of his investigation. At that rate, his runaway witch hunt has already wasted more than $10 million in taxpayer money. General Michael Flynn, who spent most of his life serving our country, could not possibly withstand an expenditure of so much money against him. Facing bankruptcy, if he did not agree to a plea bargain, he had little choice to stop the hemorrhaging of legal fees in order to save his family from complete financial disaster. Before long, the cost of Mueller's searching for supposed crimes of Trump supporters will exceed the entire budget of the United States Attorney's Office in many states. The Department of Justice gives more money to Mueller's unsupervised investigations than it does to prosecuting dangerous illegal aliens in many parts of the country. Hire 17 prosecutors and give them a blank check for funding, as the DOJ did for Mueller, and numerous injustices will inevitably follow. There was even a report, denied by a Trump attorney, that Mueller's prosecutors have issued a subpoena on a bank to provide highly confidential banking information about President Trump and his family. At this point, Trump's own advisors may be too terrified of the out-of-control prosecutors to give him candid advice. Congressmen are probably petrified about retaliation if they were to say anything critical of this. But President Trump can and should take the decisive action that he is known for in other areas. For starters, he should impose a reasonable limit on expenditures by Mueller's growing army of 17 lawyers. In Texas, for example, the average cost of investigating and prosecuting a death penalty case is $2.3 million. 
that should be more than adequate for the task of looking into whether there was any illegal contact with Russians during the 2016 election, in which nobody died. But Robert Mueller has already burned through more than three times that amount in your tax dollars. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You'll be glad to know the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly continues, upheld by Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Chairman Helen Marie Taylor, Treasurer John Schlafly, a full staff in St. Louis in our nation's capital, and thousands of citizen volunteers, her eagles, across the country. You can be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Yesterday we were emptying out the vaults. I'm going to continue the liquidation until I'm out of it. Uh, Gold prices, uh, we had a pullback yesterday. Uh, That ended on the news that the Chinese are re-evaluating just how many dollars they really want to hold. And, And I guess as we're looking through all of this, the answer is quite simple. Not as many as they have. And see, this is what happens when there's too much of something. Eventually, what? You're like, I don't want it anymore. And that's kind of where the Chinese stand right now. And, and we're entering into this this situation now where we're going to be faced with rising rates. I mean, think about it, really. And, and, and this is very long-term, because obviously we've had bouts where the rates have gone up and down and up and down. But since 81... We've really had a continuous downward bond market. And again, inside of that, there's been periods where the bond market's risen and fallen and risen and fallen, risen and fallen. But now, most people, and when you talk about the experts, guys like Bill Gross, people that, that have been doing bonds for decades, right? the 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 good debt is over. You know, it's like, and I tell this story every once in a while, you know, think about a, a, a person that's addicted to drugs or someone that's addicted to alcohol, right? When they first started doing them, it felt good, right? Hey, I got high for the first time and I liked it. And it was exciting and it was new and, and you had a great time. You're out drinking at the bars, and you, you're the life of the party, and it's wonderful. And that can last for a long time. And the longer it goes, the less and less wonderful it is. And the more and more what you just need it, you don't even feel good about it anymore until you what, eventually you crash and you hit rock bottom. Right, and then you've got to clean up your act. And unfortunately, as you hit rock bottom, you take everybody around you with it. It's the same, it's the same principle. Right, right now we're at the stage where we're not the life of the party anymore. Right, you, us out there being uh, high on drugs or uh, drunk on alcohol, people don't want to be around us as much anymore. Yeah, I don't really want to hang out. <laughs> the, the, yeah. You're not that cool. You got to, you know, 
you got a problem. I think I might not want to limit my contact with you. And this is what's happening in the debt market. And it's so funny. We, we, we talk tough. Oh, yeah, well, we're confident in our economy. That's great. It's great to be confident. Listen, I'm confident, too. I'm sure that I could have a good economy, too, if I if I go in, in a trillion dollars plus in debt a year. Right now, and that's the good debt will be a trillion this year. Or next, one of the two. Any reduction in purchases would come just as the United States is boosting its supply of debt. The Treasury Department said in its most recent quarterly refunding announcement in November that borrowing needs for the United States is going to increase. Not only as the Federal Reserve reduces its balance sheet, but because fiscal deficits are going to, well, they say the fiscal deficits set to widen. Listen, and widen is a nice word to say. They're going to, they're blowing up. Listen, by all measures, 4.1% unemployment. Uh, Let's use the last couple of quarters, 3% GDP. That's a, that's a pretty decent spot. And we're talking about a, a good debt of a trillion dollars. And I'm going to tell you right now, by 2020, we're going to be way over that. It doesn't matter. 3%, even 4%. It's not enough. And so now we're sitting here and we're wondering what's going to happen, and I'm going to tell you it's happening already. And it's not going to be the sprint, right? China tomorrow is not going to say, okay, we're, 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 we're stop buying treasury or we're selling billions of dollars of treasuries tomorrow. They're not going to do it that way. They're going to do it, hopefully, gradually. Okay, first, I'm going to let you know we're getting ready to slow it down, right? And eventually we're going to stop buying it all together, and then eventually, yeah, we may be selling it. Right, just like, hey, we let you know we got uh, we got the, in the basket of currencies a year ago. It took us a whole year, a little over a year. Now we're going to start clearing trades in our own currency, right? And we're going to start slower, just starting with the oil market. Don't don't worry. We're going to be very deliberate. But you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together. You start listening to what, why the big change. And it was a big change. You know, I look at Patrick Harker. The guy voted for the rate hike in December. We knew Kashkari. We knew Evans. But now all of a sudden, three weeks later, he's coming out saying, hey, whoa, hey, you know what, maybe we need to stop with these rate hikes. And, you know, we we may need to reevaluate this whole 2% thing. Right, because he kind of knows. Uh oh, yields are getting ready to go. Right, yields are getting ready to go in the wrong direction. And you start thinking about already how expensive housing is. How's anybody going to afford a house? 
when all of a sudden the mortgage rates forget about four percent, but five, six, seven, eight, right? And, and you think about car loans and how expensive they are. You think about your student debt, your credit card debt, and all of these things. And we have more debt than we've ever had before. And now we're going to have rates uh, rising for. I don't know. I mean, they went down for what? 30, 40 years? I don't know. I'm thinking, wouldn't it make sense? They'd go up for 30 or 40? I know this. Over the next 10, because I, I, you know what? I just can't wrap my arms around going any longer than that. Because after 40 trillion, who cares, right? I, I don't know how the situation gets better. But I know for the next 10, that's what we're looking at. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to let you know what we got next. Don't touch that dial. 800-951-0592. One of the, uh, well, it's only 10 days into the new year, but definitely the best pricing of the new year uh, for the stock that we have available. We've got uh, U.S. $20 $20 Liberties Mint State 62. Now, regular $20 Lib right now is $13.95. Uh, I think we got five MS 62 Liberties. They're at $1,375. That is literally $10 above cost. Like if I was to buy them from the largest wholesaler in the world today, it'd cost me $1,365. Also got some same same price MS sixty twos as well. Now those are at cost at thirteen seventy five. I've got five of those. I've got five MS sixty two libs, five MS sixty two saints. Uh, I've got about twenty five rolls of silver eagles, and I'm still going to leave them at the three ninety five price. You got silver uh, just over uh, seventeen dollars right now. Uh, so you're looking at two dollars and seventy cents over spot on rolls of U.S. silver eagles, uh, and then I've got some tenth ounce gold eagles. I got the all cover, uh, the tenth ounce at 142 bucks. All of them put us right there as the you know either we're the cheapest in the in the entire country or right next to the cheapest in the entire country. We may be the cheapest in the entire country on it at all. MS62 Liberties and Saints. Uh, I don't have a ton of them, but I've got five and five, uh, thirteen seventy-five. Twenty-five rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, three ninety-five. Uh, one tenth ounce American Gold Eagles at one forty-two. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Of course, the the news of the day came out of China. Uh, they had their their meeting, if you will, of of their holdings of of foreign reserves. We know that China's been building up and getting ready to buy and settle trades uh, in their own currencies. Uh, That is scheduled, uh, and I still haven't seen anything change on that, uh, to be on the 18th. Uh, It's going to be the first. I think they're they're trying to do like a one-day deal, then the weekend, and then go in to the following week uh, with crude oil 
and I'm not surprised by today's announcement. Hey, by the way, at the same time, we're looking at our reserve holdings in the only country they mention as to mm-hmm, who are we going to start limiting was the United States, which makes sense. In other words, they're taking the lead and helping the rest of the world, hey, as you get ready uh, to add our currency into your reserves, here's the one you should be selling because it's going to be a bond market route sooner or later. Uh, the Dow was down 100. It's kind of recovering right now. The Dow's down 20 points as they're uh, trying to see how all of this plays out. The 10-year note right now, 2.585. Uh, it did hit uh, 2.5, let's call it, say, 2.59. Uh, the, the, the line in the sand is 260. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's some chart thing there, some resistance there. Uh, if the bond market breaks through 260, I guess 3% would, would, would come into range. Uh, gold is responding in kind and following uh, the yield higher, which has been driving the dollar down today. The dollar uh, just, bu- just above 92, so not quite at the lows this year. Remember, uh, a week ago, the dollar fell uh, to 91 in change. Uh, right now, let's just check in, see where the dollar's at. It was at 90, yeah. Okay, 92.23, it was down to uh, 92.13, so 92.23 uh, on the dollar as we continue to see how all of this plays out and what the ramifications are going to be. And the answer is really simple because this is a simple one. It, the, the U.S. is going to issue record levels of, of debt issuance, new debt issuance on top of and this is kind of where the problem where where the problem lies. You know, with a three percent GDP and full employment, you know, employment rate four point one percent, you would think that the amount of debt would be going down. Right? We collected twenty fourteen record in Texas, twenty fifteen a record in Texas, twenty sixteen a record, twenty seventeen a record, twenty eighteen is not gonna be a record because we just did a tax cut. And yet we've issued outside of the uh, the few years there with Obama with the war, we've issued more debt than ever before. And now that number we're, we're on this cycle now through you know really nothing that we can do. These unfunded liabilities start needing to be funded liabilities. So now you're going to have uh, rising debt levels at the same time. You've got less people interested in buying, right? You kind of look at it uh, like uh, anything, housing or anything else. When you have less people that want to buy and you have more supply coming on the market, what happens? Prices fall. Yields rise. Uh, And that is what we're seeing in the bond market today. I think this is just the, the very beginning. This is, I mean, I know it's hard to understand, but this is a huge announcement today. This this is setting the table uh, for, you know, ultimately the Chinese, they're getting ready. Listen, hey, we're already the biggest consumer of stuff. 
time for us to take our place and be the number one country in the world. And, and you know what? Quite honestly, we're getting a little sick and tired of the United States calling all the shots when we really hold all the power. That's why our founding fathers never wanted this scenario. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Wednesday. You know what I almost forgot? I talked to Eric the other day. We may have an Eric sighting on Friday. I'll I'll keep you posted. Uh, All the car auctions are in town. I think everything starts to kick off this weekend. I saw in the paper today that seven different auctions, Barrett-Jackson, of course, being the biggest one, and then uh, the Super Bowl, the golf tournament coming as well. But uh, I'll keep you posted. Uh, He he said that... uh, He's got a lot out of his mind. He wants to get it off his chest. So uh, potentially, I don't want to promise it. He said he's going to be here. So we'll see. So we may have Eric here on Friday. Uh, the, just to wrap up here, gold uh, up five bucks. Thirteen. Let's just call it thirteen nineteen. Oil. Well, I didn't even talk about crude oil today. Sixty three forty on crude oil. The only saving grace. On crude is there's gasoline everywhere. They they keep drawing crude, uh, but they keep producing way more gasoline than what we need. But uh, right now, crude oil above sixty three dollars, and again, this falling dollar uh, is starting to really draw strength into the commodity sector. Uh, today's news obviously had to do mostly with the Chinese rising rates and a falling dollar. You know, and again, I hate, you know, I keep thinking this is a stagflation type event. And usually you have rising rates, rising dollar, falling rates, falling dollar. Uh, But because they've manipulated the living you-know-what out of it, and really ultimately the fact is uh, there's just way too much debt out there. And and now the largest holder of debt says, hey, it may be time to stop. Uh, It makes a lot of sense where we've got rising rates and a falling U.S. dollar uh, U.S. MS-62, U.S. $20 Liberties and Saints, $13.75, Silver Eagles, $3.95. And I don't mean to go so fast, but these are just too good. I want to get it all in. $3.95 on rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles and $142 on one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. And the best part, all of these are here. They're live. They'll go out immediately. 800 Nine five one zero five nine two, and I wanted to mention uh, Warren Buffett was on the Idiot Box on the Billionaire Channels today. It was funny they asked him about Bitcoin. Yeah, he he kind of has got my my opinion of it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, which you know, with Buffett, if he doesn't understand, it, he doesn't touch it. But yeah, he's not not a buyer and thinks uh, five years from now it won't be around. Here's what will be around. It's going to be that technology. That's the thing you need to be worried about because I think that's what they're going to use uh, for the currency. But nonetheless, uh, the news of the day, the Chinese getting ready here to take their place. Right, they're gonna. They got reserve currency status last year. It was only a matter of time, right, before they started using it. You know, when, really, when you think about it, I mean, all of this, at least in my mind, makes complete sense, right? And we talked about all the time about, 
what that would mean for us. And, and now it, it just the timing's horrible, right? Because at the time when, hey, we want to issue even more debt. Right, and we know we're getting ready. Forget about you know. I talk about a trillion. I'm more worried about when it's. What do we do when it's two trillion, three trillion a year? Not to mention already the 21 trillion we already got that we got to keep rolling over. Patriot Radio News Hour. I know. Be your own central bank. I keep telling you that. Put it away. 800-951-0592. Everyone, take care. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. 